Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. What's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Kinjas Podcast. Uh, today we have uh, my good friend Daniel Kim. He goes by Daniel Deep Fried Kim, or that's my name for him. Um, Daniel is a... Um, He's an entrepreneur. He owns a company called Deep Fried Productions and Merch Labs. They make they do a lot of web development, cool uh, merchandising for a lot of influencers and stuff like that. What I love about Daniel, as cool as that is, he's obviously like super successful in that. He is a um, he's a very deep thinker, very deep thinker, philosopher, and uh, I love his approach on not only business and how to create successful business, but he turns all of that always back around to purpose and his why and why he does what he does. I love having lunches with this guy and uh, he's always very good at relating to me and he doesn't dance. He's not a dancer or anything like that. He loves dance um, and, and, you know, the arts in, in every way. But the way that he connects with people is, uh, I don't know, it's really amazing. So I'm really stoked in this episode because, uh, yeah, we talk a lot about his personal journey from, you know, school to working at Interscope. You know, he was trying to become a music producer and and then eventually starting his own company but like just all the life lessons that he's learned and how he kind of applies those things um and he just has a lot to offer so um this is a little bit of a different type of episode even from the previous ones uh he just kind of goes off and he drops a lot of really really dope golden nuggets all throughout this episode so i'm really stoked for you guys to hear um but yeah we started doing these intros because we also also have just a lot of cool things happening in the world of kinjas we have a clothing line kinesthetic if you guys didn't know we have a clothing line if you are listening to this podcast we have a special discount code for 15 percent off any item in the store using the code podcast p-o-d-k-a-s-t we spell everything with k um so hop on uh to kinjas uh store.kinjas.com pop in that discount go you get 15 percent off if you listen to this podcast and um yeah we got a lot of cool video projects that we're working on right now we've been dropping uh really dope stuff we're pushing our boundaries working with vibrancy um all that stuff you can just follow us at at kinjas on instagram hop on kinjas.com to see all the latest stuff so we're gonna get into this episode really stoked for you guys to listen always thank you Welcome back to the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. We are your hosts, Ben. And you got Mike Fowl. And today, guys, we got Daniel Kim in the house. Daniel Kim, on? probably one of the most common Korean names <laughs> in the world. But that's why I call you Deep Fried Daniel. That, that's Deep it. Fried Daniel. He's the founder and CEO of Deep Fried Productions and Merch Labs. Uh, they've done a ton of partnerships with... Folks like Lady Gaga, Kanye West, what? Gwen Stefani, Barbell Brigade. Nice. You do stuff with the Kinjas as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel is, um, man, he's, you're like, you're kind of like a guru in my opinion. I mean, like, the, the times that I've, like, hung out with you. My wife would disagree. <laughs> you got to bring like, your wife on no here. There's no such thing as guru in my husband's. No, I just say yeah. No, but I mean, like, I feel like I met you at a point where, um, you definitely, you've been through a lot of stuff through like business as well as, you know, um, like I feel like the younger version of yourself was probably like super hustler, like business guy, entrepreneur. 
and then like you like learned a bunch of stuff and you experienced a bunch of stuff and then like you kind of like wised up through your process and i feel like i've caught you at the 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 tail end of like the the transition i feel like every time i talk to you because we always do like check-ins what every few months or we'll grab lunch and then like you'll just kind of like tell me about like a spiritual journey that you just (laughs) finished to like you know you met with these you know billionaire entrepreneurs and like they're giving you business tips but then like you somehow are able to always kind of like bring it back to just like a very real human level Mm. um but I will we'll get into all that stuff. That's yeah, yeah. just kind of like, you know, my relation. That's why I'm really excited to have you here. And what's cool about, um, you know, this show, so uh, obviously our dancers, uh, most of them are, are people who dance or have interest in dance. But uh, I personally love bringing on people who uh, don't necessarily dabble in that dance world because mm. I feel like there's so much to learn and gain from people from all walks of life, whether it's just business, uh, food, music. Like we have like, you know, people like that do all that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, so for yourself, like, I mean, no offense or anything, but you're not like this guy who has like a huge social media following. You don't have like mm. millions of subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But like the reason why like I'm so stoked to have you here is um, – I feel like there's just a well of knowledge um, (laughs) that, like, I always love tapping into anytime I, like, you know, grab lunch with you or whatever. Uh, But for the sake of just, like, giving background, um, can you give us just a brief background of, like, where you from, where you grew up, uh, that whole thing, and then let's just go from there. First, I'm honored to be here, Ben. And, you know, this is the first podcast I've been on. What? So you're diversionizing me. Sick. (laughs) No, but I'm I'm usually on that side. I'm, you know, I'm... I work with a lot of brands and yeah. a lot of influencers, and I'm usually on where you're standing, and I'm I'm trying to extract people's stories mm-hmm. because, um, you know, everyone has their different paths, you know. And as you're saying with business, you know, the funny thing is I didn't really start off doing business. I was trying to do music. Like I I was in college, and uh, so kind of where I started. I'm for, so first I'm a I'm a father, right, mm-hmm. and a husband. Married to beautiful wife Michelle, and mm-hmm. I have a beautiful son Isaiah. He's eight years old. Shout out. I love my yeah. son Isaiah. What's yeah. up? You know. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, the path to getting to where I am today, um, you know, has been an interesting journey, right? So, uh, grew up, uh, born in, I think, I was born in Orange. Uh, lived there for a year. I, I don't remember it. It was a baby, and then mm-hmm. ended up moving to Irvine. And this is before, like, Irvine became, like, 80% Asians, right? Yeah. So I was, like, the one Korean kid at my school growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, really, you know, I had a Korean-American church that I went to. And then I had my, obviously, my, my normal school life growing up as a kid. So um, really stood out as an Asian kid growing up and um, didn't really fit in at school, right? I was just kind of like a, like, the Asian guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all my non-Asian friends. Um, as I got older, I started meeting more Asian friends, and it was interesting. You know, Irvine did become, I mean, Irvine's, like, full of Asians now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, now, you know, I, like, after I went to college, I started going, um, started thinking about what I wanted to do, and I started dabbling in music. Yeah. So I started producing a little bit, and I was like, yo, there's Dr. Dre. I'm going to be Dr. Kim. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. you know, I wanted to produce it, and yeah. I love being, I love creating that's sure. the one thing I love doing. I was like, oh, you know, I love making music and I love uh, making something from nothing. Like mm-hmm. inspiration hits you, you have hear a melody or you have an idea and then you could put it 
like on the computer. And back then, um, this was like the convergence from like analog to digital. So I was, this is right when like Cakewalk started mm-hmm. popping off, like Sonar and Reason and uh, Fruity Loop. So I was like playing around with some of these things. So while my other friends were like recording on four track, eight track, like analog or, you know, recorders, right? And there was no like rewind. It was like you had to just record <laughs> over it and record over it, yeah. right? But um, I just, I, I fell in love with the art of being able to create. And, you know, it's funny you said we're dancers. I don't look at you guys as dancers. I look at you guys as artists, hmm. like modern day artists. And it's maybe one of the most sophisticated kinds, too, because to be able to get four, eight, 12 people to move in unison together at the highest level, I think is one of the craziest art forms. I Think about that potential, uh, the human potential to be able to do that together in mm. unison. It's amazing. So I, I want to notate that. I'm not Thank too going inside. Thank you. No, for real though. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I look at it as like art. You guys are creating something from nothing. And I think that um, that creativity, you know, I, I got an internship at Interscope Records back like 2002, mm-hmm. two, I think 2001, 2002. And I was just like, hey, I just want to do something in music. I thought music could change the world. I th- you know, I, I listened to... Uh, or, you know, I know this song Imagine by John Lennon. And I was like, it's such a powerful song. And I was like, you can literally, t- you know, you go to these sermons and you sit there for 45 minutes to hour and a half. And you're like, you know, you're listening to someone speak for this long. But yeah. you can compress a message into three and a half minutes and they're playing it over and over and over again. And you're influencing someone's mind. Right. And um, that really inspired me on the music tip because I was like, not only can you create, you can influence. Mm-hmm. And um, so... Started interning at Interscope, became friends with a lot of guys in the, the new media division. Um, I actually encoded uh, the first like few tracks on iTunes, which is kind of crazy. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I had a part-time gig at uh, selling Mac computers. <laughs> like I was okay. at Club Mac and yeah. I, was, I was doing sales. And um, I got to know everyone because I started hooking everyone up at Interscope with discounts on Mac computers. And Macs were blowing up back yeah. then. Yeah. So I got to meet everyone. Um, and I remember, uh, like, they were like, oh, you know, encode this, uh, uh, I think it was um, a Gwen Stefani CD, and it might have been, like, Eminem and Sheryl Crow or something yeah. like that. And I remember after I was in there, like, sending it off to Cupertino Apple Computers, like, why is, why are they sending this off to Apple? Because back, I mean, now iTunes is iTunes, sure. right? So this is but the beginnings of iTunes. There was yeah. no such thing. It was oh, like, okay. what, what is, go- this was like GeoCities MySpace days, right? Yeah, like, yeah. even before, you know, so sent that off and I remember I was like, oh snap, like iTunes was released and then all of a sudden music became digital. Right. There's like Napster. It was like all this controversy yeah. of digital downloads and stuff. So uh yeah I was I was around all this really cool activity at Interscope for a long time. So I got to see, you know, Eminem come up. He was like my favorite artist back then. I just love the I mean, he was angry, and I would think I was angry too, like, yeah, yeah. like with girlfriends or whatever, you know yeah. what I mean, and just life. But uh, angry Eminem was the best. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> was it was just best. amazing how he was able to, or you know, really translate his mm-hmm. emotion onto a track. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was kind of speaking how I felt about certain things, and I felt that it was like a sense of release. He was connecting, and I thought that I just, I don't know. In, in general, I think that whole thing right there is kind of that ability or power to translate a feeling or emotion and put it into a recordable and have someone else be able to consume that is powerful, right? right? Um, so you're basically taking a message and you're able to make it move, mm-hmm. right? Um, so kind of fast forward a bit, intern to Interscope, actually started doing web development for Interscope. Like we did 
uh, Lady Gaga's first website. We mm -hmm. did stuff for Kanye West. We did things for Beats by Dre, mm -hmm. uh, Gwen Stefani, Pharrell, Timberland. Like I, I got to, it was cool, like yeah. just meeting them. And you know, one thing I realized there too, I feel like, you know, we talk about God a lot, right? Yeah. I feel like God was exposing me to celebrity and explaining and showing me that everyone's just people. Right. We put people on pedestals and we see and we visualize people like larger than life because, you know, you're so detached from them. But, you know, you start seeing them in the hall. Like I saw Timberland walking out of the bathroom. And, oh, he pees too. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah, they're just they're They say hi. They're For normal sure. people. I'm like in the elevator with Sheryl Crow just saying hi. And I'm mm -hmm. like, wow. You know, and, and you realize, you know, people, they they. uh glorify or glamorize celebrity a lot of times sure. but they're just people i mean yeah. you're you know you 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 guys probably experienced it too mm -hmm. so i don't know i've been very fortunate to be able to work with a lot of celebrities and mm -hmm. um people with fame and you know i also see i see both sides of it yeah and then fast forward um i started doing all the web development for interscope i did stuff for def jam island uh universal a bunch of record labels uh and then got into movies TV industry started like Lionsgate Films started doing some stuff with them, um, and then as is this going on too long? No, well, <laughs> I, I want to. Like, I'm I'm definitely um, interested because you went into wanting to produce music, right? Like yep. create music that landed you a, a, a spot at Interscope, and then from there you started transitioning into web design. So like, where did the shift from uh, wanting to be a music creator to like, oh, I actually want to get into web development right, and right. start doing all this other stuff? So I actually was producing an artist, right? And um, I, I, f I fell in love with just producing. Mm -hmm. And I, I loved the, the mission and vision we had, right? Yeah. Like I was, I was like, um, just on my side, I felt like, we had a code, right? It was like every time we want to use the word God, let's just say life. And every time we want to say the word Jesus, let's use love, right? Mm. And we'll just translate that. Because mm -hmm. it's still, I feel like the purpose of our life is to uh, not only generate love, but to translate it and, and move it, sure. right? And uh, I felt like music was a very powerful medium to do that. Mm -hmm. And when I was working with this artist, I was like, yo, you know, this is dope. Like, you know, I thought we were going to change, the, you know, in my head, we're going to change the world. We're going to influence. And I was, we were releasing some tracks and I was like, I was making some of the beats and the tracks and, uh, he was, he was doing like, he was rapping on it mm -hmm. and I would read the comments and it was just so empowering. Like, Oh, this, this changed my life. I'm going to go on missions trips. I'm going to go do this. And I was like, wow, you can like make something and impact someone's way, way they think sure. to actually do something. Yeah. Um, so I was at Interscope interning and doing web development but really what i was trying to do is i was trying to produce music and i was trying to get these artists signed that i was working with right, right. um but f moving forward i mean the music stuff kind of started slowing down a little bit i got a little like i don't want to say hurt but mm -hmm. like i think hurt is a very real thing i think yeah. it's okay to feel hurt totally but i i think uh you know it was like you're, you know, it's like a love, right? You love it, but then it can hurt you too, right? So, uh, you know, I think with the music stuff, I kind of slowed down a bit, and I started thinking like, wow, I could really pour my creative energies into business, right? And so with that though, did you have already this sense of like, 
I am also a businessman or no. you're just like learning and figuring it out yeah. as, as it was happening. I, we, we homeschool yeah. my kid and my wife uses mm-hmm. this word a lot, like un, unschooling, right? She's like, I literally was like the homeschool business guy. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'd show up to things and say, yeah, sure, we could do it. And I try to learn it on the fly and just like start figuring things out and uh, sit through meetings. And you're, I, I used to say this all the time. I got paid to learn. Mm. I think that's where a lot of people need to look at your, you know, the beginnings of your career is yeah. like, if you can get paid to learn, yeah. that's amazing yeah. because everyone thinks you're going to blow up when you're 22, 23, 24, you're learning, like you're making all your mistakes. You got to make mistakes. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I feel like, um, really that's what happened for years. I was, so moving forward, like around 2006, 2007, uh, the music industry started changing, yeah. obviously, because of the inter- uh, sure. um, iTunes and Apple Music. Yep. And a lot of things started going digital, and they started making some shifts. And I realized I had this tool of technology, web tech, and I started investing in my own business because we had kind of like what they call gap time. Like I had time between projects, and I was like, well, I'm still paying these guys. Let's build stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was no such thing, like, there was no, like, startups or anything like that. Like, that word wasn't, like, startups. It was just, like, you're trying things out. (laughs) So I started building my own tech because I was was getting paid a lot of money to build tech and web solutions for, like, these big labels Mm -hmm. and companies and stuff. So I was like, oh, maybe we'll try this. So that's that's the beginning of me messing with startup stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I started making things. So that was kind of the birth of Deep Fried at that time deep fried was a web agency from like 2003 to 2006 7 mm-hmm. 8 ish right mm-hmm. like but i think my entrepreneurial mindset with deep fried of like doing start like i started merch labs like 2011 12 yeah i st- you know i collaborated with a lot of brands and helped build their brands and stuff too so i think my entrepreneurial brain started kicking in right around like that 2006 2007 ish what, what, why the name Deep Fried? Because <laughs> oh, honestly, Everybody when I first met you, I, for some reason, I thought you worked in food or something like that. <laughs> Everyone said that. Yeah. Every time I used to cash checks, they're like, they, you know, I'd come in, I'm like this young kid or whatever. I'm like cashing, like, a, you know, I don't know how much a check. Like, oh, there's a lot of money. Yeah. Look up and be like, well, it was like food, deep fried chicken <laughs> productions. <laughs> yeah. Always deep fried chicken productions. Yeah. So I was out with my mentor at the mm-hmm. time. And I remember we were we were eating at Tommy Burgers, okay. and it was <laughs> he liked making me work because I was I was loyal and dedicated, and I felt like like well, I feel like I work hard. That's one of my I think my core the, the core essence of of who I am is like I just grind. Like I come from my family is like from a farm background in Korea and stuff, and we just grind. We work mm. hard, um, but. Yeah, like we were there and he was like, hey, uh, we should, he kind of gave me the first few hundred bucks to get like my DBA and like get my business kind of yeah. stuff. He was like kind of pushing me into this because I had, I knew some guys that did web development. This was right at the beginning and he's like, um, we started picking up these gigs and he's like, he liked the fact that he can call me at any time and get me to do work. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, it's at 12 o'clock at night and I can still call you. Yeah. I'm like, now I look at that, I'm like, that's abuse, man. <laughs> like, you can't call me at, at midnight. But yeah. he was like, I think you should not name it Meth Lab Productions because it's open 24-7. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude, I don't know about that name. Yeah, and then, I think that's a good move to not go. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> not go that's that probably route. the smartest move. Right, right. <laughs> and then the other route was like this, you know, I was eating some fries or something. And I was like, oh, deep fried, because everything tastes better 
deep fried. It's crispy. It's fresh. Ooh, you know, and I it's like full. That. It's yeah. it's never half baked. It's yeah. it's, okay. it's full. You <laughs> never know what I mean? Never half baked. <laughs> never have. But you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's like deep. When you think of deep fried, it's 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 the craziest. You know. I'm like thinking about it as I'm. No, but I feel <laughs> yeah. you. Everything is better deep fried. You know right. when I go to like those uh, what are those OC fairs or whatever? Like, yeah, yeah. They have literally everything deep fried from deep fried Oreos yeah, to yeah. deep fried ice cream, and Snickers. it sounds crazy. Yeah, Snickers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Klondike bars. I'm just like, yeah. yo, this sounds gross. And then you bite into it, and he's like, yo, this is. It's not good amazing. for you, but it tastes really good. <laughs> <laughs> and it la- no, but you know yeah. the idea was like you know, you know. I don't know, it was just fun. We were at Tommy Burgers, and I thought yeah. it was an interesting name. And yeah, that I just, works, yeah. man. Yeah. It sti- like, that's what I'm, dude. Anytime I think your name, I think Deep Fried Daniel. It sticks. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you guys started out with. Uh, and I used to eat a lot of deep fried food back then. Hey, you're looking good now. So I think you made a, a switch up. We're gonna I mean, talk uh, about that yeah, too. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worked out a bit. A yeah. Little bit yeah. Um. So from web development and doing so, it was it like web design and kind of creating like merch stores, like e-commerce and all that kind of stuff for them. Or? Yeah. So fast forward to around 2008, um, I had done some stuff with like like I had uploaded a, a track for Feist at Interscope to YouTube, and it was like you weren't supposed to do that because it was like. I don't know. Interscope was very like undercover with the way that they marketed stuff, right? So there, there was like, you. One thing I've learned about as businesses scale, bureaucracy becomes more and more mm-hmm. because when you're young, when you're small and lean, you can kind of you could, uh, what was it shadow in the, movement in the shadows, movement right? Like shadow, you can yeah. you could navigate yeah. and you can kind of float underneath, right? Mm-hmm. But as you get higher and higher, there's lawyers. There's there's mm-hmm. like you have to go through legal. You have to go through all this stuff. Sure. So uh, Interscope, they were like, I remember they gave me this, they're like, I was an intern, so it wasn't technically them that uploaded it to YouTube, but, so I uploaded this Feist uh, video up to YouTube, and it got like a ton of views, and it was under my personal account, Mm -hmm. and it was cool, because YouTube was kind of getting pop, you know, starting to get big, Yeah. so I started paying attention to it, and then I was like, man, these YouTube influencers, there's something here, Mm. like, I don't know, I think, you know, there there's something to this youtube thing like where you can directly broadcast something and connect to your fans mm-hmm. so i started networking with a ham, you know a couple of guys from youtube and you know i'm asian american and back then there wasn't really that much of an asian american voice mm-hmm. right in entertainment so mm-hmm. you know i felt like i wanted to support some asian american like entertainers with the proper support like they would you know like the labels were getting like yeah. i was getting paid 10 20 30 40 grand doing web development and branding for these guys i was like so i started networking with a handful of these you know asian you you know asian american youtubers because yeah. i i just thought it was cool and i ended up kind of like sponsoring like their websites and branding and um started working on that and then eventually it turned into merchandising and e-commerce and mm-hmm. that's kind of how merch lab started yeah. so yeah so uh, I love how you saw an opportunity where, because you saw a shift happening. Like the music industry was definitely, the landscape of the music industry changed with digital music, right? From yeah. iTunes and all that. And, um, but like though that seemed kind of a, kind of a, I guess the, in some ways the downfall in, in for music, but then it also birthed so many opportunities for people to create. Um, like their own sort of brand to getting their music out there. So now like anybody with a YouTube account could put up music 
and then get discovered, you know, through stuff like that. So that kind of opened up this sort of wild, wild west of like now anybody can become um, their own brand or get their artistry out there, right? And then you saw the opportunity of, yo, there's tons of talented people out there that just don't have the opportunity or the visibility to get their self, uh, you know, seen. And for you to be able to like, yo, I'm gonna contact these people and yeah. kind of help them develop their 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 business model, so to speak, right? To whether it be merchandising to helping them develop their their own websites and stuff like that. So um, with the creation of like Deep Fried and Merch Labs, did you at that point be like, yo, I'm out of the music industry. I'm I'm out of Interscope. I'm just gonna go full on into this whole thing. I mean. That's an interesting question. I mean, I don't think it was something I made a conscious decision about. So I, I ran into somebody. Do uh, you know Teddy Z? Yeah, I'm a Teddy. Yeah, so Teddy, um, and I, I told him this. I'm like, man, you, I hated what you said, but like it hit me really hard, right? So I remember we were at this Norebang. Like, at, so I, I did a web, web project for Kimchi Chronicles, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the first like Korean uh, cooking show that was like on TV, right? Yeah. And I thought it was so cool. Like my friend Eric, he produced it. And, um, yeah, like, shout out to Eric Ree. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Eric's dope, too. But, um, like, just there was, a, there was a, a, a um, like, a release party. And then Teddy was in the room, and I was kind of talking to him. And he's like, I think we had a couple of drinks. And he said, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to change the world. Like, just real quick, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and he said, without even missing a beat, he's like, you want to change the world, make a lot of money. And I was like, oh, wow. I don't like that. Mm. I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the world through music or producing, mm-hmm. and but it tweaked my brain because I started realizing I'm like, you know what? You know, I had another like mentor of mine. Um, he was like, you know, there's all these startups, right? Yeah. And you're 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 clawing, and you're like, oh, I got this good idea, but he was like, cash is air. Air feels good, right? Because when you have air, you could breathe and mm-hmm. you can operate with like a little bit more freedom, yeah. right? And I realized back then, like as a producer, you're like making this track, like it's got to go out, it's got to go out, we got to get the next hit. Mm -hmm. But you you realize like if you can be a successful entrepreneur and you could make a lot of money with that, well, money is air. Mm -hmm. Like I don't look at money as... This cat, like, oh, like I live pretty lean, like I don't don't need to buy like crazy things. But it's, it's, it's like, it's like a, a war chest of being able to do things when you want to do things. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things about you're, you're talking about um, like YouTube and like yeah. all these things that start happening. I was going to say like waves happen all the time. Right. So there's like probably young entrepreneurs out there. They're like, Oh, I missed the wave. Like, Oh, I wasn't around when they invented light. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, back then yeah. when TV was around, oh, right. I could have done this. Yeah. There's always a wave happening. There's hmm. always something new happening just because Snapchat blew up. Well, and it, Broke down. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't even know. It's gone. It's gone. But you know, just as fast as that happened, I still use right? Snapchat. But you, you know, <laughs> I use, use it for it the, ge- the geotags are better on Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Ho- I have Snapchat stock, so I'm like, yeah. oh, that, that just died. But yeah. like, but you know, just as fast as it goes up, it can yeah. go down. And I totally. think the key is to be ready for these waves. So I, I think that as an entrepreneur, going back to Teddy when he said, you know, uh, he's like, if you wanna, if you wanna um, change the world, make a lot of money, it mm-hmm. really clicked to me. So I was like, mm. you know what? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Guy, let, let me use these gifts. Let me, let me see if I could do this and do it the right way. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people make money and their brains get, they, they get lost, man. Sure. Like you see it all. I mean, pe- I mean, people make a ton of cash and they just, it, 
the world changes right it just it looks different to them you know mm -hmm. what i mean and like i've experienced some stuff too like as money goes up and power goes up you can't help but to feel kind of this intoxicated feeling of power and right. like accomplishment but at the end of the day we're all humans you yeah. know what i'm saying we're yeah. all people and like um but yeah that that's really what happened i remember thinking to myself i'm like Let, let's let's um all this time and energy I'm, I'm putting towards music and producing and I was like making beats like I was trying to make like five, ten beats a day. Yeah. That was my goal. I was like, yeah. I was listening to Kanye and he's like, oh, <laughs> I make beats all day in my yeah. basement. And I think at that point I was like, you know what? I know I can create. I know I have energy. It's just where do I want to put it? Yeah. And I decided to take the business side more seriously. And yeah, I love that. So I that that's a question that I love. Um, I love hearing people's philosophy on energy and like the use of your time and energy like let's say for us like so we dance right so i'm putting hours and hours into my craft whether it's um you know taking classes to practicing on my own watching videos to learn new techniques and then just hours and hours of practicing in my craft right and i think with dance just like anything physical um, there's kind of a, a shelf life to it, right? You know, whether you're a basketball player, like you're not going to be able to play ball forever. Right. And um, I think what I personally am like really, you know, interested in is, yeah, like, is it possible? Like, how do I shift all that time and energy and passion and, and um, studying and all that to a craft, you know, whether it be dance or whatever? And then if I want to shift that towards, let's say, if it's business or if it's like I want to become a, a tech guy or, you know, I want to learn how to build cars even. I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts in terms of being able to apply focus um, from one sort of craft into something else like for yourself? Because I feel like you're a, a you seem like you think about what you want and then you're like once it clicks, you're like, cool, I'm going to just start going at it. And then and then you. You seem like you're a type of guy who can figure stuff stuff out like that. So, what are your? I guess what's your philosophy towards um, shifting from one thing to something else and putting that energy that was once in one thing into something else? So, one, I think you have to have interest in it, mm -hmm. right? Like, if you're not interested in something, like you might not want to do it. And I think I was talking to you early, like the other day, and yeah. I was saying how. There's just systems everywhere, right? You're either in a system or you're breaking out of a system. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And like, uh, a lot of people don't even know why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. You know, and I think with the emergence of technology, I call it like noise. There's just a lot of noise. Yeah. And you don't even know why you're moving at the pace you're going. You don't know why you're going the direction you're going. You're just mm -hmm. like, oh, my mom and dad, they've always told me to be a doctor, lawyer. And mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I... I don't even care about helping people with their health. Like I go to my doctor sometimes. I'm like, yeah. not my doctor, but I've been to doctors. My doctor's cool, but yeah. <laughs> no, Shout but I've been to some doctors and it looks like they're just like next, hurry, next. Like yeah. it's just yeah. like sure. we want you in and out. Sure. It's like Chipotle. I'm like, no, my chest hurts, man. Yeah. I need you to help me yeah. figure out what's going on, you right. know? And I so to to go to the to try to answer that, I think, you know, you have to one have interests and you have to have like a focal point, right? Like I've heard mm. you have to set your sail. You know what I mean? Like if you don't set your sail, you're just like drifting everywhere mm -hmm. and you're, you're going pointless. So, you know, like having a, a, a vision I think is really important and getting inspired and having kind of that interest, the initial yeah. interest and kind of a, a desire to want to pursue that. Right. So that's one. 
And second, I think you need to have bandwidth, man. I think, mm. you know, if you don't have bandwidth, like you guys started this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you didn't have bandwidth to do the podcast because you guys were busy doing the next thing. And as you know, like even with, you know, maybe the career when you were up in Vegas or mm -hmm. whatever, it's always like, you got to do this. You got to do this. Yeah. This is the next big thing. And da, 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 da. When do you ever stop and slow it down and say, is this what I want to do? Mm. Is this what I'm, you know, I would dare to say, is this what I'm created to do? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, you, that's why I, I'm such a fan of you guys, like with the Kinjas and Ben Yu and Mike and kind of, it's like, that's a daring move to be like <laughs> Korean American and be like, I'm gonna be a dancer. Right. I call it artist. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like our yeah. parents would be like, oh, he's a, he's a, you know, it's like you broke the mold. Mm. And now all the, dude, think about this. You guys were pioneers and all these young Asian kids want to be, creative dancing artist now right yeah, yeah. i mean I, we homeschool i was telling you like i have some kids at my my son's homeschool thing they look up to you like they want to come in i told you they want to come in and yeah, just do like a, yeah. a field trip here just to meet you guys <laughs> yeah. and think about that you guys are inspiring like this young generation but um but yeah i mean i think going back to that you you need to have bandwidth like if sure. you don't have bandwidth and you're not creating bandwidth how can you how can you be open to the waves that are happening? Mm -hmm. And then you got the guys that complain all the time because the waves happen. You're like, oh, I missed that. Like, yeah, because you didn't have bandwidth, bro. Yeah. You didn't have the money for it either because you spent all your money on crypto. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I lost money on that too. No, but you know, you <laughs> lost money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I caught it a little too late. But like, no, but you know, um, you know, the, the thing is, you learn, you live and you learn, mm -hmm. you want to grow, and that probably it is one of the biggest messages I have is like of my own life. And I want to, I want to give to my son and anyone I meet. It's like, always be learning, always grow, mm -hmm. always learn. Mm -hmm. yeah, there, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If you're, if you're in a growth mindset set and you're, you're trying to, I love this word that I heard from an investor, achieving your human potential, your mm -hmm. maximum human potential. Who can take that away from you? Yeah. Not a business, not a boss, not, not some crit critic on, some some troll on YouTube saying that you look what you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like, great, you know what? Why don't you take care of your own growth? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And I've, that's something I'm really passionate about. So, like I said, like some form of interest. I think first. Mm -hmm. I think that's the first part. Mm -hmm. And second, definitely, you have to have bandwidth. If you're constantly, you know, those guys are like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Well, right. like, well then maybe you're too busy for right. life to happen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. um I would imagine with everything that you've attempted, not, not everything is going to hit. Not everything is a quote unquote success. So with the projects that fail or the ones that just don't work out how you thought they were going to work out, uh, how do you deal with those types of things? And then how do you sort of bounce back? You mourn and you hurt first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, dude, I... Like I said, I started investing in my own stuff since 2006, 2007-ish. I built like this video platform that can like identify, like you can identify products in it. And I thought this was going to be the next big thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, I've developed like e-commerce sites that were way before it's time or whatever. And mm -hmm. you just realize like, you know, the time and energy you put in, if it doesn't work, it's another lesson learned, mm -hmm. but you want to avoid same lessons. Yeah. So I think the first part when you when you fail, I think is you gotta mourn and just like let it, let it let it come. We talked about active healing. Mm -hmm. You have to be active about your healing. You mm -hmm. can't just be like, oh, this sucks. Like, oh man, I'm gonna go 
cry forever. But yeah. you you sit there and you're like, you know, it's like any injury. You got to let it heal. You got to. But the thing is, you want to reflect on it and go, what did I do wrong? Mm. Like, how, what what happened there? Like, why why did it fail? Okay. Lock that in. That's another thing in my war chest as I move forward. I'm mm -hmm. building myself. I'm growing. I'm not going to make the same mistake the next time. And I'm going to see different angles. Yeah. And the next time around, um, I'm not the same Daniel. I'm not the same me. Mm -hmm. I, I just went through that experience. Like, you know, video games, you, you know, I was playing uh, Pokemon, let's, Pokemon Go, Let's Go Eevee, whatever, with my kid. Mm -hmm. And like you run it, right? You yeah. run into things and you, you waste all this time on it. You're like, and I see my kid, kids even know, like, I don't want to go back there. Right. I already went there, right? So <laughs> yeah. that, think about all the time that you went through that stage and you wasted. Well, knowing what not to do sometimes is as powerful as knowing what to do. Mm. And that's another thing too, Ben, is like, you know, we talk about this too. One of the biggest things that I, I experienced as I was growing was finding mentors. Like mm -hmm. latching on to wisdom, dude. Mm -hmm. Like. It is so important, I think, to, to latch on to elders and not disrespect them. Like, yeah. you know, listen to them, right? And and hold on to them because they can help you avoid mistakes, right? For That's sure. why the podcasts are great. And listening and reading reading books, they have audible books now. Right. You can learn. Like, you know, I, I don't think people respect that enough of the ability to learn mm -hmm. and find information to avoid cer certain potential fallbacks of time because mm -hmm. time is the most precious commodity dude time is the most valuable thing that we have in life yeah i mean would you agree yeah can't so, take it back right so yeah. if you could shrink the time it takes to learn something or mm -hmm. shrink the time it takes to do something would you not take that mm. absolutely but mm -hmm. people are lazy they're like mm -hmm. oh no i'm gonna just do it myself i'm gonna jump in bro <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. and, oh man the water was cold <laughs> and you see some older guys like i told hey look i'm warm over here right I, i'm flying yeah. out right yeah. now I'm, I'm you know i got some aloha weather over here right you should have gone this track yeah. like don't yeah. go that path and you know I, i've heard this many times there are age old truths in these books right mm -hmm. like there's wisdom that's been around for thousands of years. It's just for some reason, human brains decide to reset. Right. And they're like, oh, I got to learn it all for the you know first time in 2019 because it's never been. No, read books and you'll see that it's been done before. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's been there, done that. And you can learn through other people's experiences, you know? Yeah. So uh, the quality that I feel um, that's like really coming through is. Uh, your ability to be resilient with, uh, yeah, the, 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 the things that don't go according to your plans. And so, I mean, you, okay, so you talk about mentorship. Did you always value that even as a kid? At, like at one point, did you feel Hell like, no. I, need to, I need to get some wise <laughs> counsel? No. I thought I knew everything. Yeah. I was like, yo, dude. That, okay, so I want to go to that because yeah. um, I think, you know, even for myself, because, yeah, I was at that, you know, at that age, you know, when I was just starting to dance. I'm like, man, I'm good. I, yeah. I can do this forever, yeah. you know. And I didn't care about what anyone else was saying. My mom's over here saying, get a right. real job. Go, you know, finish school, get a degree. I'm like, whatever. I'll she get wrong. I'll get my degree, <laughs> you know, right? but yeah. I'm just going to keep dancing. Yeah. I mean, in some sense, like, I kind of just did that. I did yeah, get yeah. my degree in film and everything, yep. but I'm like, ah, I'm just going to keep dancing. And then I started to realize, oh, man. I don't think this is like my long haul, you know, uh, or if it is, I need to figure out how this is going to become my long haul. Cause I'm not going to physically dance and perform and dancing behind, you know, the, the 16 year old pop artist when I'm 50 years old. Right. 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 So, and then I realized, okay, I need to start 
asking some people like, yo, how do like how do you shift from this to that? And, and you start realizing that. So for yourself, at, at what point did you realize I need like wise wise counsel? I need people to kind of help me figure some mm. stuff out. It's funny. I was at. It's funny what women do to you, right? Because <laughs> they can get you places that you don't you you don't get to with just normal people, right? Yeah. So heartbreak is a real thing, and when you get angry with your wife or your spouse, you know, is bad. Like, so my personal testimony is like, my wife and I had a hard time, hmm. right? Like real talk, like I was an entrepreneur, I was making money. My business wasn't like when the recession hit, it was a gnarly time, right? It's actually like right when Merch Lab started emerging, it's 2011, but 2008 to 2011, I got married in 2008 and I had a kid in 2010, mm -hmm. right? So we were having some problems and I was like, I'm done, man. Like. I can't, I can't do this marriage thing. Like it's just, mm. she don't get me. Like, wow. this is crazy. Like I'm over it. I'm mm. over it. No one gets it. Right. Like, no, they don't get her. They don't get her, man. <laughs> she's crazy. Right. Uh -huh. I'm saying yeah. she's crazy. Right. Yeah. How can I do this? Right. A partnership. Right. Sure. And then you start meeting people. Like I, I joined this thing at my church called radical mentoring. And I, I joined this group of, I was the youngest guy there. And then you start hearing the same stories over and over and over again. You're like, Oh, you went through the same thing? <laughs> oh, you did too? Yeah. Oh, it's the same thing. And then you read a book yeah. and it literally spelled, there's a book called Radical Husbands. Right. And it's like about this entrepreneur that goes through this thing with his, his wife. And I was like, that's just like me. I was mm. like, oh man, I guess there, that there has been people that have gone through this. Right. So then you start going like, I'm not alone. And you start looking, right? Because that's the thing. Like people think that like, oh, it's, it's just me and my situation's unique. Like, Homie, you are a human being. Mm -hmm. There have been people in business relationships, have been in marriages, have been in friendships and partnerships for many years before. I'm sure they figured some stuff out, right? So I think when I started meeting these older guys in this group and they started pouring out their trouble, I was like, man, like my troubles are like nothing compared to some of these guys, right? It just humbled me. Mm. And I broke. I was like, you know what, man? And I started working on my marriage. I started saying, stop pointing at her. I started working on myself. I was like, you know what? And that, I think that's like the biggest deception is like, oh, I got to work on my wife. It's like, no, you got to work on you. Mm. As a man, I think you got to lead. You know, if, mm. if, you're, if you want to be the man of the household, act like it. Like, mm. I'm still learning that. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. And I don't think being a man is to like walk around with your chest out. And like, it happens, right? But right. I think humble leadership through broken confidence, hmm. right? Like, I think, you know, you don't need to act out and, and be certain ways. And I think that's one thing I, I learned from these mentors is like, everyone goes through similar things in marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And then I started realizing everyone goes through similar things in business. Mm -hmm. You know, all these entrepreneurs I know, they're not all like just clicking their heels. Like, it's great. I made a million dollars. I made a half a quarter billion dollars or whatever. They all, I've been very fortunate enough to work with a lot of really successful people. And most of the time success comes with a lot of pain, mm. right? A lot of hurt, you know? And, and then also when you achieve that level of success, you're alone because everyone else dropped off and you're, mm. you're in this new category. So, you know, things come at a price, Yeah. but I think that having mentors, I think, one of the greatest things that human beings can experience in this lifetime is connection, human connection, yeah. like love, right? And I think that having mentors or a counsel, it allows your your uh, connection to thrive, right? It, it, like the, the connection, not only 
initializes, but it thrives. It starts thriving because you get these relationships with these men, and then you start learning and you start applying that. And yeah, that's that's my long answer to that. Yeah, I like, yeah. yeah. I, I love it. Um, I think one of the things that you're you're talking about is that whole. Um, the human condition is not unique to just one individual who's yep. experiencing something. Like, chances are, if you're experiencing something, like a thousand other people experience the same thing, if not to a further degree. And, you know, there's something to be learned from hearing about that from other. And I think that, you know, as, as humans, we are created to live in community. We're, we're, we're created to thrive off of other individuals being invested into your own personal life and you being invested into their lives and then rolling together so that we can kind of figure out this whole life thing. And I think it's, um, you know, even for myself too, the the hardest times for me that I um, can even recollect are times where I isolate myself. You know, when I'm going through something hard and then I'm like, I need to figure it out by myself. Like, I don't want to share with any, I don't want to burden somebody with my problems because they got their own stuff. I'll figure it out on myself. And then you just like sit in your own head yep. and, and um, yeah, kind of, uh, you know, pity party yourself, yep. you know? But I, I like what you mentioned though too with, um, I think what, what I'm getting from you is the process of when life's storms hit, because they will, and yep. they always do, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, life is like seasons, just like the weather, they, you know, there's the winter, it's cold, and it rains, and it sucks, and then the sun comes out again, right, and so it, there's everything in between, so, but I love how you um, mentioned uh, allowing the processes to happen, and let them take their time, so in the case of failure, or broken relationships, or money loss, or a, a failed business attempt, right. allow yourself to mourn that, you know, because there's a time for that, because in that mourning period, you're allowing all the feelings to come in, yep. and then those create thoughts, and then, but it's important to know, like, don't just let those thoughts live and, and stay, it's like, let them be there, so that you can kind of, like, sift through it, yep. and then, you know, as some time passes with the whole active healing thing, how can I learn from this? How how do I heal from this going back out the other way now? You yeah, know, yeah, and so, yeah. yeah, I love I love how you talk about the, um, and it's just self awareness, right? Like yeah. knowing how you take things in and like knowing, okay, this is what I need to look at, and then I'm gonna find my way out of it because I know that I need to reach out and have people brought it's, in. You're evolving, yeah. right? Because yeah. every time you go through something. You're either going to get destroyed by it, which usually doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? Like you're not going to die. And if you don't die, what do you, ha- what happens? You evolve. Mm. You get stronger. Right. Mm-hmm. So well, one of the things you said that like, you know, I, I've been thinking about a lot recently is, you know, I, I believe sometimes we go through these struggles mm-hmm. so that we can connect with others. Right? right. So like you said, like if you ice, a lot of times d- depression comes from isolation. Right. Cause you think no one understands. Right. right. And there's one quote that I love. So, by the way, like, I don't attribute any of my success to me either, right? Mm-hmm. It happened as a team. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about a kin, right? right. It's, the, it's a brotherhood, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I got Jacob, I got Mitch, I got Tommy, I got Brooke. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I have my team mm-hmm. that I've been working with for a very long time. And I heard this quote a long time ago that I love. It's like a, a proverb. They said, if you want to go fast, go alone. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go far, go with many. Mm-hmm. And going with many takes time, yeah. right? You, you got to get on the same. That's what dance. Like when you're dancing with 12 people, it takes time to get everyone in unison. Yep. But when you got it, it's like so strong. So I feel like, you know, as far as dealing with 
you know, mourning and stuff like that. I think having mentors and having a good group of friends or having a good family, mm-hmm. I think not only is empowering to them, but over time, it's like the group grows because mm-hmm. you're sharing your, your trials and tribulations and you guys are sharing the wisdom. I look at it as like a relic. Every single time you go through something, you're picking up a new relic, mm-hmm. a new weapon, a new shield, right? And you're going through life and it's like at first you were this, this little like Link Zelda guy <laughs> with like a yeah. wooden sword. Uh-huh. But like as you go with your kin, your tribe, your group, right? It gets stronger mm-hmm. and stronger. And you got them with their weapons and them like, you know, I'm, I've been working with Scott from Afters, right? Mm-hmm. Afters Ice Cream. Yeah. And it's just been really cool collaborating with him because he's kind of growing on his own ventures and yeah. I have mine and you collab and then all of a sudden you have this, a different ship. It's like shared resources. Shared yeah. resources, mm-hmm. shared wisdom, shared perspective. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, one thing I realized as you get to certain levels, like you got to go through it. Mm. You can't just be like this hotshot kid that's super smart and brilliant and have no experience. I was going to say that confidence is great. But confidence mixed with wisdom and experience is powerful. Hmm. That's the soundbite right there. You feel me though? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. these kids that come yeah. in and they're like, you know, like maybe this b-boy girl that, you know, that you guys are, I don't know if it's top secret. Like she's Weapon X or something. Uh, Logan? <laughs> Logan is not a secret. Every, the world knows about Logan. Again, no, here we are talking about Logan. <laughs> no, every, but, every podcast episode. She keeps in every episode. But, yeah. uh, you know, these young kids, they're, they're super talented and they're mad confident. But hey, swirl a little bit of experience and wisdom yeah. in that junk, and you yeah. might you might see some crazy cool things happen. So, mm-hmm. anyways, I just wanted. To- yeah, no. Uh, so with that though, because um, we're over here talking about you know uh, being an entrepreneur, business, and all that, and um, I'm super into things of that nature because ultimately, what we're trying to create with Kinjas is how do we take what we love to do, this passion for dance, and this genuine love that we have, but ultimately we're trying to sustain a livelihood from it right right? so the business side of it kind of gets wrapped up into it but then it gets um then then it becomes scary because you have to think about the integrity of where it started because you don't ever want to lose that because that's literally the heart and soul of it and that is literally what will determine the success of it because if you lose that heart and soul then then you lost the magic right so how do you maintain that and then how do you start implementing um just wise practices of well how do you make this into a sustainable business then like you know so there needs to be tangible products there needs to be experiences that are created there needs to be some sort of a a a market for whatever it is that you're doing here right right and um when you mentioned that conversation with teddy z you know he said uh money is air right like you make a lot of money if you want to change the world make a lot make a lot of money right and and then you you describe money as being air yeah and um I think for a lot of entrepreneurs or people who get into business, yeah, money's the thing. Like you, you got to make the money. Um, but your perspective on money, um, I guess, how or at what? At, at some point, was it this? Just I just need to make a ton of money because if you do, and I feel like you have made your share of money. How do you? How did you keep yourself from getting wrapped up into that? Just the pursuit of the money. I think. For me, like I said, I look at money as a tool to do things. Sure. I think a lot of people look at money as a way to fill their own personal desires, right? I look at money as a, a, a relic or a tool to get to this next level. Mm-hmm. And I'm always just trying to level up, right? Yep. And I like working with people that level up. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one thing I would say is um, 
you know, just just throwing it off like with business. I think the eyes are very deceiving and the ears are deceiving sometimes, right? So I was talking to you before about FOMO, this whole FOMO thing. Mm-hmm. Like with the, like I've I actually got off Instagram for the past like two months. Because I was just like, I looked at screen time. I was like, dang, I'm spending a lot of time on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking I'm doing business because I'm researching and yeah. stuff. But sometimes you're just looking. Yeah. And you, you just get caught up in these things. And mm-hmm. time is, re- like I said, it's really valuable. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you see so many things, you keep thinking, oh, maybe it's like what it was like that, like the ugly duckling. Like, you know, they, they, they think they're a duck and they're not. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like, start looking at other people's businesses or what they're doing. It's like, no, no, no. What? am I doing? What am I good at? Where are my key strengths? And I think that that's one of the, and, and I read these books, a lot of them say, it's like, identify the few things that make the biggest difference. And people don't do that. Mm. They're always chasing. Mm-hmm. They're always chasing someone else's dreams, someone else's success, someone else's uh, like strengths or whatever. Like your strength, I, I can't dunk. You know what I mean? I'm not, I shouldn't be playing center if I'm a basketball player. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I pat, so, you know, I, yeah. it's funny. I used to play with a bunch of Asian guys and I'd be the big guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm 5'10, I'm like playing forward or even center. Yeah. And I play with like my non Asian friends. And I'm like, no, <laughs> get out of here. You, you don't deserve to be in this middle. But, yeah. And I gotta, I, I gotta adjust and I gotta yeah. play to my strengths. Yeah. And I think people don't do that enough. Hmm. They, I, there's a saying I say, I said, uh, Work on your weaknesses in private and in public. Exempl- like you know, capitalize on your strengths, right? In public, like mm-hmm. like meaning like, mm-hmm. don't you don't have to always work on your weaknesses, right? That's mm-hmm. like I mean, you you could like there there are things that you should work on, but you know your strengths are really what you should be maximizing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you're not good at something, someone else could potentially supplement that. That's yeah. efficiency, yeah. efficiency, right? That's an efficient way of conducting whatever action you're doing, right? Yeah. So like in business, I think that's one of the hardest lessons. Oh man, yeah, that that's a that's a good one. Mm. It's like identifying the few things that make the biggest differences and focusing your energy on those things and stop chasing and doing what everyone else is doing. I had to learn that the hard way. Because mm. in tech, right, you're like, oh, my friend made, like I have a friend that exited two companies, like one at a hundred million and something. I was like, oh, I could I was right there. To, like I yeah. couldn't, no, you couldn't have. Yeah. That was not my path. Right. And that energy that you're using of, oh, I could have, it's like, no, you're here right now. Right. You're, it, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. And today is what you have in the mm. present moment. And that's all you have. And if you're not maximizing, if you're not taking your daily bread and you're not, you're not like really like, engulfing yourself into today mm-hmm. you're wasting time because hmm. today's all you got right yeah. so i think that like you know maximizing your strengths being efficient with your time i think if you can do if you can get on that train oh man like business really cool things start happening when you start you you stop doing everything hmm. you know what i'm saying like everybody wow. went, oh, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna yeah. do that it's like no like some of those things are not that that that's not going to really help us with our goal and i think that's another big problem people don't have goals they're just like i need to make money why okay when you make money like what are you going to do then mm-hmm. I, I don't know, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. so but when you when you have a long term goal you're like hey, you know I, I do homeless outreach sometimes and mm-hmm. i i donate to uh, building homes like in dominican republic like my my mom she 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 builds like homes for people that have no homes right mm-hmm. so my mom's a missionary and she goes out i love my mom to death mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. she's taught me a lot about sacrifice and you know without getting too emotional she's she's a good mom yeah right? yeah but like you know 
the purpose I have is like help those that can't help themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a good mission to have for me, right? Mm -hmm. It's like in America, we live in abundance. But in other countries, they don't. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you could donate $2,000 and build a house. Like, are you kidding me? Hmm. Let's do it. Let's mm -hmm. go. You know, so I think that having long-term goals and yeah. visions, I think, can help you make right decisions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which yeah. a lot of times end up in more money, mm. which means more air, which sure. means more bandwidth to do what you want to do rather things that you have to and by the way you have to do certain things right you, mm -hmm. you got to do things to make money at the beginning mm -hmm. but there's a point where you got to get out of this rat race I, I like i was talking to a friend yesterday he's like get off the you know it's like you know we got to get off these these hamster wheels because mm -hmm. you're just going you don't even know why you're going you're just like, ah, and you're mm -hmm. like where's the time to slow down and just think and go what do i want to do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, when you say stuff like sometimes the most important thing you could do for yourself is just stop. Mm. That that sounds so scary. Even when I hear it and saying it, it sounds scary because, yeah, we're, we're in this culture where, like, if you're not doing anything, like, you have no worth. Like, you have to always be doing something, right? And And in some sense stopping is doing something yep. because it's not like you're stopping and just staring at the wall. I mean, if you are staring at the wall, hopefully you're actually doing <laughs> some really good thinking or, right. or, you know what I'm saying? Like just doing some self check or, or doing an inventory check. Like, yo, what am I actually really running towards right now? Like, is it going somewhere that I want to actually go? Is it really that important? And, um, yeah, like when you, when you're constantly going, you don't even give yourself time to think about those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, the concept of Sabbath, right? Just taking a day to rest for yourself to, you know, really just enjoy God or whatever it is that you feel like you need to kind of take a break from, right? Um, so uh, do you have um, routines for yourself that you do on the daily? You know, I know some people meditate, you know, people, you know, read or, you know, go stare at the ocean. I don't know. Like, what, yeah. are, what are, do you have any of those type of routines? I like playing with my son. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's like, I actually want to create more bandwidth for that because that fills me. Mm. There are things that fill you and then there's things that drain you, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to do things, I think, that fill you. And um, so I, I've actually, I took I took a month off like in December. Like, mm. uh, you know, I just took a break. And last year was interesting because I, I was very, I'm very blessed to, I have an amazing team, right? Mm -hmm. Like my team is dope. I think that's really important. Like, a lot of people just build a business, but then there are other people that build teams, right? Yeah. And um, I took I took some time off, and you know my routines kind of got rattled. But you know some of the things that I actively do, obviously I, I like. Not obviously. That sounds so like <laughs> obviously, bro. <laughs> you know, no, but like you know, I you work out. I bro. work out. <laughs> you know, you live. I, I've I've yeah. incorporated fitness yeah. into my life. I'm very passionate about it. I think it could be uh, very helpful to people. Um, you know, I'm working with an athlete, a bodybuilder, Danny Joe. He's he's a good friend too, and like, you know, I he's trained over five thousand people like in his career, mm -hmm. and uh, there's this thing about training the body. It does amazing things for people physically, but then you become more confident. Um, we have this vision of maybe hopefully bringing fitness to Asia, and you know, a lot of Asians they're very you know passive aggressive. They have a lot of internal anger, like. And they drink and smoke. That's like the thing in Korea is like soju and mm -hmm. and, and cigarettes, right? <laughs> yeah. And room salon or whatever, yeah. right? It's like, uh -huh. and it breaks the family, I think, because, mm. you know, instead of, you know, building a more intimate relationship with your family, you're like escaping, right? Mm. And I think fitness is one of those things that if if you can 
get on that tr- that train. And I love that it's it's exploding. I think the fitness movement is becoming more accessible through like online, mm-hmm. like DVD type workouts or just getting online training and you're not just in the gym doing gym fail and like hurting yourself and right. stuff. So, um, you know, if, if I think fitness is something that's really powerful and that can help a lot of people and it's helped me tremendously. I, I lost a lot of weight and, you know, just, just got in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but fitness, going to the gym, I, I work out with my wife. It's one of the most fulfilling things we do together. Meditation, um, you know, pray, praying, like, Every mm-hmm. morning, every night, mm-hmm. basically thanking God for giving this day and mm-hmm. making the best of it. And at night, giving it back and saying, thank you for this day and I'm ready to rest now. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So mm-hmm. every morning, every night, I'm on my knees and I, I pray mm-hmm. on my knees. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm purposeful about getting in that posture. Yeah. Uh, meditation, I got to get better at that, but I've been starting it back up again. But I think it's just quieting the noise and creating pace. And, I, you know... I haven't like, ever since the beginning. Since I got back, I haven't. But I golf, right? Like I like golf. I love playing golf with mm-hmm. this group I play with. Um, you know, we golf is a sport that you have to slow down. Mm. It, it, brute force doesn't work. Yeah. So it forces me to like slow down and recalibrate like my positioning and the way I'm doing things. And it's like four or five hours sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So you you can't like be checking email i mean you could right but it ruins mm-hmm. the game so <laughs> yeah. you kind of get that pause so the word you said was stop like i, I don't know if it's necessarily stop because it's like pausing because mm. you're always you're gonna press play again right it, it, you know there's it's like i was working with uh sean t and i remember he's like people hate plateaus and he's like i love plateaus because it gives you it, it's time to it gives you a break and a rest for the next climb and to get mm. ready for that you know so that's yeah. amazing, dude. I love it. Did I answer that, man? I, you, I you're not answering like, like, you're everything at a hundred right now, bro. Your mind is blown. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just going good, Hope man. in a good way, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, I love a- asking this question. Uh, the concept of success, right? Yeah. Um, everybody has their own definition. How do you define success? I think success... Oh, man, come on. This is a good one right here, I think. <laughs> it's being able to do what you want to do with the time that you dictate. Mm-hmm. Oh, come, think about that. That's beautiful. You feel me? Yeah. Like everyone's on other people's time, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can get to a place, like at, at our company, one thing I always try to say is like, how can we get to a place where we can do what we want to do? Because, mm. you, you know, you're in a place where you have to do things. Like you can't not do things. You have to make a living. You get, right. But the, the, the goal, of the, the ability to achieve success, in my opinion, is you're literally on your own terms, doing things in that space and that is where you can really be creative and decide i mean i've met successful people but the the problem they have it right they have the money to do things what they want to do and the time but they've they got so caught up in doing everything that because that's the way they've done it for so long that they never take the time off Mm -hmm. they never take time to enjoy the fruits of their labor and you know take the time to uh recharge and look, maybe that that's just what they love, right? Mm-hmm. I've met old older mentors that they just keep going and going and going, and you know, and uh, but yeah, that to me that's what success would be. I think is yeah. being able to do what you desire or what you're interested in in the in the time that you know it's not forced upon you. Like you have the bandwidth, you truly have bandwidth to do these things. Right, right. I love that. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to expand on that concept of money being air and like if you 
you just you have a ton of that means you have a ton of air it's like are you taking the time to actually breathe that air or are you just trying to accumulate all this to be like oh i didn't even realize like you know what i'm saying i have this giant tank that i'm not even enjoying right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's good man um and it's tough real talk like it's tough because you start so there's successes and then there's success right you, like i was talking about like an end point like yeah that's like a goal like and i'm still working towards it right but getting having successes like yeah if it's addictive because success is like accomplishing right i set a goal and i got it I set a goal i got it I set a goal. so you start just doing this this thing where you're just constantly going i'm making money making money making money making but then you sit there you're like okay i made the money now what i don't know right like that that's that's where i say like having long term goals that are beyond money often i think catapults you into this another move another whole uh what we call like a um a different dimension and a different like uh well i'm trying to say like inertia like the Mm -hmm. inertia is just way different Mm -hmm. when you can get into that realm instead Mm -hmm. of these small little micro wins yeah if you have long term it's like have you ever like my dad used to you know when you drive a car like you, you notice some people they drive or they run, they look down and you see every little bump and every little like curve, right? You're like, oh, 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 uh-huh. right? But when you look far, you're just driving, you're just going to that destination and it's like almost like you're autopilot, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that's one thing that I think human beings, if we do more of, especially with like the way politics are and businesses and even like churches, and it's like look far, mm. look far. Do you write down your goals? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Every year I write you need them to down. Get on that man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's good, and, and it's good to stretch your goals. For I have sure. like some of my goals are like crazy goals, mm-hmm. right? But then I like writing it down because it, it kind of it, it makes you visualize it, and it it comes to fruition because you had it down. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, oh, it's in my head, bro. It's in mm-hmm. my head. It's, it's like well, when you write it down, you look at it and you have a date on it, and you could go back and go. Man, I missed that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or mm-hmm. oh, I nailed that one. Mm-hmm. And I think Maslow's hierarchy of need, the top, the top rung is self-actualization. So I, I, you know, going into that a little bit is like anything that helps you realize more of yourself. Like it's me versus me attitude, and you know, I'm I'm not competing against everyone else. I'm not FOMO and looking at everyone. It's like me. It's like I'm just growing versus my last version of myself yeah. and I'm trying to actualize my true human potential I think you know that's a good place to kind of be that's dope love it uh, we're gonna fire off some lightning round questions we're gonna yeah, throw, yeah. throw a few at you oh, so I made it through the podcast <laughs> <laughs> not quite you're, you're looking at the finish line we're almost uh, there so uh, like, uh, you see it down the road right there yeah right we're, there. we're really close uh, so we're just gonna fire off some questions just try to off the top of your head you know and you know try to keep it lightning style so just real, don't, real don't... quick can I ask you one question I hope yeah, I, I still yeah. have time what, what, is, what gets you going, Ben? What gets me going? Yeah, what's your goal and what gets you pumped? Man, you, you know. You would think a long-term one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to answer that in the shortest way I can. Everything that you're saying in terms of self-actualization, I'm actively trying to take time to do that. And I think um, 
I'm definitely taking time to pause. I try to do one day a week where I pause and I try not to do too much work related things. And I talk to God a lot about it, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and I need to write things down more. I think that's something that I keep telling myself, write down your goals and all that stuff. I have like my to-do list on my phone and I love checking the thing off of my notepad. But those are, like you said, those are just small successes. I feel like for myself, what I want to implement now is long-term vision things and and go for those things. So I think, yeah, I I do take my my day-to-day sort of thing. I can get so wrapped up with wanting to switch and change my whole situation now because I'm an impatient person. Mm. But I've been learning to be like, yo, if I wake up again tomorrow then that's all I need to worry about is tomorrow. And if I wake up again the next day, that's all I need to worry about. So I think those, um, just the the time and the process of it, I think that's what gets me going and it makes me feel okay with having um, the good days and also the bad days because I know that if I wake up tomorrow, I can change that, you know? Yeah. So I think that's... First day, long goals. I'm mm-hmm. just curious, like visions. Do you mm-hmm. have like something that you... I'm just curious, I mean... Yeah, I mean, Kinjas, dude, we're living it right here. You yeah. know, I think uh, with my team and, and everything that you're saying in terms of like, you know, your your team of people who are strong in areas that I am weak, it makes me feel like that. I don't need to necessarily worry so much about what I'm not good at because yeah. I got a ton of other dudes who are really strong at those things. Yeah, yeah. So I think with what Kinjas is building here for dance and for the future of it, you know, not only for entertainment, but for artistry and yeah. for for posit- positively impacting kids and you know, because the, the kids are the future yes. and the youth is the future. And, and we have a very big hand in that. So it, it excites me that we're, we're carving a lane that isn't quite carved yet. And mm. it's, it's scary because there's no roadmap, but it's also exciting because we're creating it. And, and it's, yeah, that definitely gets me juiced, man. That's cool. Man. Yeah. Yo, can I challenge you on one thing? Is sure. that cool? Yeah. Is, is yeah. that cool? I can put this on the Dude, podcast? challenge yeah. me, bro. Challenge You're putting me on the spot Accountability. now. For, for, for hinges in general, like, I think that, so I work with influencers that have millions of followers, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, this is the first time in human history that uh, individuals or groups without this, the help of an agency or a big conglomerate business mm-hmm or some marketing company has direct access to a group of followers or fans, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things I, like our coin of Mercy is turn a message into a movement. Mm-hmm. So extracting messages and turning it into a movement. Well, for the challenge I would, I, I'd like to give you, if you could, mm-hmm. I think you, you pointed at it, but a long-term goal is like these kids, they look up to you guys. I know mm-hmm. I've seen it, right? Like I said, with these kids at the homeschool, mm-hmm. like you have influence over them, right? At a young age, right? So I love the messaging that you guys put for Kinjas and I think it's empowering. You know, respect all, fear none. I mm-hmm. think these are amazing things in with the podcast. And I just hope that as you guys influence more people and gain more following, like maybe think about the youth and think about the new breed and how you can impact them and how you can potentially change the world. I think you guys have a very powerful platform to influence people upcoming dancers, upcoming creatives. And um, yeah, I just, just want to challenge you guys to think about that because I think you guys mm. have power. And when it's used in the right way, I mean, I've seen it. The kids you had no hope or they didn't want to do it. And then, oh, I heard what Ben, you know, B-Tech said that one time or I saw them on TV and they said this thing. And it, it altered my whole way of mm. thinking. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it's a dream anymore. I think you guys are there, and mm. I, I would be so cool. It just as friends, just yeah. to be able to watch you guys yeah. do these things, it's amazing. So, anyways, that's what. Well, well hey, I mean, man. also like in in this podcast right now, like people are listening to this or gonna be listening to this, and like this is really valuable information for them to hear. So, in a way, by you asking Ben to do that on this podcast, <laughs> we're doing it already. We are doing it. Yeah, I appreciate challenge it, accepted and in motion. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so we're so gonna we'll bring off. these homeschool kids here, then Ben. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make that future happen. All right, all right, all right. all right, so we're gonna fire off. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, let's do it. Here we go. Lightning round. Three, two, one. What is a dream collab that you would like to either take part in or just see happen? Like that I would like sure. to collab? E- either you can collaborate with this person or company or you would just like to see happen in general. Oh, in man, life. this is a good question. Man, a dream collab that I would like to have happen. Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd, That'd be, be dope. I Deep fried and Elon Musk. <laughs> Deep fried. Oh, Merc- I just, I, I like his, am I allowed to, but yeah, I, I, I think it'd be fun the way he thinks and the innovation that, the, I like people that think different and challenge boundaries, and mm-hmm. it'd be fun. I mean, he, he's always doing really cool things, and I respect everything he's done. So mm-hmm. yeah, that I went, I went high. Hopefully that's okay. <laughs> that's <amazing>. yeah, <laughs> Elon, if you're out there listening to this, I love the collab. Yeah, I hope you are listening. Dude, <laughs> you listen to cool. this, awesome. Uh, you mentioned that you came across, you you come across a lot of celebrities. Uh, who is the coolest celebrity you've ever met? Oh man, you put me on this. Oh, I, that, this is gonna mess me up. Come on, bro. I'm gonna top, say Ben Chung, Kinjin, baby. <laughs> on, hey, bro. that's a safe one, and you're here. <laughs> I know that's a lie. <laughs> oh man. I, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, one of the coolest ones was Shanti, though. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, Shanti's tight. Yeah, my, my wife and I, we worked out together, and we kind of were getting closer together, like, with his program, and we were working out, and then being able to actually work with him, and, like, you know, it was like, whoa, we've been watching you on my TV yeah. over and over and over, and we're here. Let's do your merch, you know? Yeah. So that was cool, yeah. That's tight. Sick. That's tight. Uh, what is on the top of your bucket list? Oh man, top of my bucket list. Oh man, uh, I feel like I've done a lot of things I've wanted to do. Uh, I think right now, going traveling with my wife and my son to Europe because he homeschools, and like just just going to all the cool spots and learning it together. Like if I I could do something like that, that'd be pretty mm. dope. Yeah, dope. Europe though, like, yeah. Traveling, good. Who is your all-time favorite producer? Uh, Dre, Dre, Dr. Kim, Doc, Dr. Dre, man. <laughs> no, Dr. Dre. I just, I, he's dope, man. Yeah. Like just the way he, the simplicity, but the impact that he has on all the beats that he made. Like it's simple, but it's so impactful, sure. and there's genius in that. I, I feel. Follow up question: favorite track? Favorite track from Dr. Dre. Oh man, everything on the chronic. <laughs> there's no favorite track. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, what's called? Um, I, I felt like the. Man, why am I blinking on the name of something? But the the uh, track with Eminem, uh, the first one he came out with. Oh, you talking about? I'm blanking uh, out right now. Uh, uh, Everybody wants these to these voices. No, no, the no. first one that Eminem came out. Are oh, you talking about? Uh, Hi, yeah, yeah. yeah Hi. My name is. My name is. Yeah. Dude, I'm getting old, man. I'm like, yeah. I used to, I used to memorize that 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 rap, but I felt like that was that dun dun dun. You yeah, know, yeah. just like it was. I felt like that track probably changed a lot in hip-hop yeah. back then and it, like bringing out a, a white rapper back then and the way it came out was just like yeah nah, i mean also that's game. when like cd players were new so like everybody in high school they had their cd players and they were all bumping like oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah 
chronic. Hi, my classic. name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would be uh, uh, the book that you would recommend off the top of your head right now? Uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Nice. Mm. I think that's. A, I got a bunch, but that one's that one's a pretty dang good one. Sick. You have a favorite movie? Favorite movie. Oh, man. I I mean, I, this is just like a go-to old school, but like Gladiator. Oh, Gladiator. I just like movies that like are triumphant. Like, yeah. you know, underdog that comes on top and like, yep. you know, slight, you know, I, I love like underdog type things and just, yeah. Dig it, dig it. Um, what is your biggest fear? Oh, man. This, uh, I would say being alone. Mm. I, I don't like the feeling of being alone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like isolation and mm-hmm. that would be the like my my biggest fear would be like none of this existed and i'm all by myself and it's like Whoa. this right like like <laughs> some major like, like it's just like stopped and yeah. it was like all totally yeah, like nah, the elon totally. musk stuff <laughs> <laughs> um do you have any regrets yeah um i regret a lot of the the words that i said to my wife mm. i think when i was very angry and I I think I said a lot of damaging things mm-hmm. that I wish I just didn't go there because it didn't have to go there. Mm. That's good. Pride sucks. Um, <laughs> it does, man. Uh, less of, more of. So what would you like to see less of in the world and conversely more of in the world? Oh, that's easy. Less hate, more love, man. Mm-hmm. Like There's just too much hate, too much jealousy, too much scheming, too much... Like, this is right, this is wrong. Like, what about just being, just family, being kin, mm-hmm. being being together? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be the greatest, vi- if I had a, like, the biggest goal that I would have is just bringing people together. Mm. Like, no racism, no sexism, no stereotyping, just unity and, you know, locking arm to arm as as a family, mm-hmm. as, as one, one, one race. Mm. Hopefully yeah. we, don't, we don't need an alien attack to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dang. It's really good. Yeah, I was going to ask what your goal is, but you just answered it. Um, what is your golden rule? I, I said, I think earlier, oh, you know, there's o, ABC, always be closing. I think it's ABL, always be learning. Mm. Don't ever stop learning. You know. ABL st- is, spells able. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the E. You yeah, need to eat. <laughs> I was like, yeah. always, be, always be learning everything. Ooh, look at that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Look and everything, that. yeah. No, yeah. definitely, I think um, having a, a life learning mentality and, you know, because then just everything just doesn't feel as heavy. Because mm-hmm. then you're just like, oh, it was another lesson. Mm-hmm. That wasn't life. Mm. I'm not dead. Mm. Like, I'm, it's just part of the, the next next phase, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, Daniel, man, I, I like I selfishly wanted you to be on this because I just love talking to you. <laughs> and like it, it really, you know, with this podcast is like, you know, be a fly on the wall in a room, right? Just listen to two people kind of talk about whatever they care about. And I feel like every time I sit with you, man, you have a lot of, you just have a lot to offer because of everything that you said about always be learning, you know, taking the time to process, uh, be self-reflective. Like I can see that all of those things really are in you and and it shows by how you output and and the things that you you say that that when you experience the things that you experience and then you have a a philosophy that you develop because of all those things all those things that you put into practice um one thing that i what i when we had lunch last week 
in talking and then, you know, asking you to be on our podcast. And I was like, yo, you need your own podcast, bro. Mm. <laughs> so I'm still going to push you to that, bro. Like, you still got to you still gotta get that. Maybe we could produce it. You hey, know, who knows? Sure. <laughs> you're going to be on it if I'm going to yeah, do I'll it. I'll be on it. I'm down. I'm yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, thank you so much for, for coming through and, um, you know, just everything that you're doing from on the business side. It's, it's su- super dope to watch because it looks so fun. And, like, you're doing a bunch of collaborations with, like, really dope folks. Mm. And um, But then understanding what drives it all and... and and just, um, yeah, like you are to me, like somebody that I view as a mentor, like I said, whether you want to call yourself a guru or not, I mean, that, that, that is who you are to me. Um, just, uh, yeah, give us, give us, uh, how, how can people follow you, the journey, social media, where, where can people see what's going on in your world? So I appreciate that first and foremost, Ben. Uh, yeah, so I go by Deep Fried Pro, like at Deep Fried, it's like Deep Fried Productions, but Deep Fried Pro. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to professionally deep fry things, <laughs> but digitally, you know, I keep it fresh yeah. and crispy. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, but, uh, yeah. so on Instagram at Deep Fried, I, I gotta get, I might, I was actually gonna just get back on it today. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll peep my head in, but, uh, and then, um, what's called? Yeah, I, I think. A website? Website merchlabs.com okay. or deepfryproductions.com um yeah those are two things and yeah, don't don't find me on facebook <laughs> <laughs> too many relatives on that joke no, <laughs> no don't I, I love finding <laughs> daniel kim on a facebook <laughs> <laughs> you know funny story about that you know i didn't know any other daniel kims until i went to college really i was like how did i navigate through this whole life and then all of a sudden, I went to college and I, I met all these other Daniel Kims. I was like, <laughs> you Daniel Kim too? Oh, man. Oh, there's a Daniel Day Kim? Or, you know? Yeah, actually, yeah. There's but, yeah. so many Daniel Kims. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It really is. And my brother's name is Elijah Kim. How about that? Okay. There's no Elijahs. Yeah, there's, I don't know. So I was Daniel Kim yeah. and then Elijah Kim. I was like, man, my brother got that one. <laughs> hey, Vin, can I ask you a favor? Yeah. Can you shout out my kid? Yeah, you know, just your your kid Isaiah. Isaiah, oh, shout out Isaiah. Isaiah, where you at, man? Come and take a class, bro. Let's get in here. (laughs) Cool, cool. And I told him I was like, I'm gonna shout you out on the podcast, man. So yeah, heck yeah. Love my son, love my wife. Dude, that's what's up, man. Thanks for coming through, Mike Fowl. Let's go, let's go. Full shout outs and all links mentioned will be at kinjas.com slash podcast with a K. Hit up kinjaspodcast.com slash iTunes and give us that five star rating and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. Uh, questions and concerns, you can get us at info at kinjaspodcast.com and message us on all social media platforms at kinjaspodcast with a K. There it is. We did it. Thanks, Daniel. Hey, Word. Thanks that for coming, That was fun, man. man. Dude, you blew my mind. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Ching, ching. Later, later. Kinja Brian.